0: The best bits of the week. The Wake Up with Webster podcast. Party pod, pod party, party pod, party pod, party podcast time. What? Name that song. I told you we would start the podcast.
1: Yeah, I know, but I just can't think what it might actually be. Party pod, a party party pod. Uh, Jarul? Jo- <laughs> no. Louis Capaldi? No. Uh, Derek McKay? Puddy, 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 pod. Oh. oh, poddy, 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 puddy, pods. Yeah. Cast
0: time. <laughs> it could only be Adele, right? Rolling in the deep. All right, that's a fun new game, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Welcome to the Wake Up with Webster podcast. Thank you for uh, downloading and pressing that subscribe button. It
1: does get better than that, honestly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a promise. That's a guarantee, actually. Um, the only reason we have a podcast is because you get involved with the show.
1: Yeah, this has highlighting the best bits of the week. Sometimes there's some we added extras in there as well, but we like to just reiterate.
0: Our thanks to you, basically. Well, no, your stories are so amazing. We feel like they need to be shared further afield. That's what it is. And on this week's podcast, we have two special guests as well. Not one, but two. Uh, We've got comedian Karen Dunbar is coming to Perth soon to perform in The Importance of Being Earnest. So we caught up with uh, Karen Dunbar. You might remember her from Tune the Fat. Yeah. The Karen Dunbar show. Uh,
1: Almost Angelic. That yeah, one as well. Yeah,
0: she had a little series as well that you'll find online.
1: Calendar Girls. We talked to her about being naked and stuff. So all that's still to come.
0: Yeah, she's a proper laugh. And uh, there's a new voice coming to T.F.M. Depending on when you listen to this podcast, he might already be on T.F.M.
1: Yeah, Monday the 3rd of February. Well, it, Gregor has announced that he's heading back home. So we needed someone to look after that show.
0: And he's from Inverness. Same place <laughs> as me.
1: I knew you were going to say that. You two are going to gang up on me.
0: Okay, from one fellow Chukter to another.
2: Good morning, Gary Spence. <laughs> Good morning, Webster and Claire. And I'd just like to make the point now that I'm from a place where I know what a real Tuchter is. You do as well. You know, you're better than this Webster. You know this.
1: <laughs> I feel kind of left out in this chat now. Fellow. And you Northerians.
2: Inversneckians, <laughs> uh, I
0: think is the term that no one uses. Yes. Uh, Gary, well, welcome to Team Tay, Gary. Are you looking this, forward to your start Monday then?
2: Uh, honestly, I, and I know you're going to hate this from the off Webster, but I grew up listening to you, man. This is just huge But and we're Claire... roughly The same age How's that possible <laughs> Give or take A good decade Claire How are you pal
1: uh, Yeah not too bad Um, um We wanted um, to, to, to Get you on this morning And find out A little bit about you
0: Have you ever been Confused for Calvin Harris
2: Do you know what On a really good di- Like I don't know Two years ago Actually it was Three years ago When Ruth was pregnant With our little boy Charlie I did that great guy thing where she obviously is getting bigger and getting fed up and not feeling great, so I decided to get a PT and really go for it, right? <laughs> I, don't I don't know why. I didn't do that, like, consciously. I just thought, right, I'm going to get fit. So what I'm saying is when I'm at my absolute peak and I can be bothered and I'm maybe carrying a stone less... On a good day, like day five when I've not shaved, I have had it before, but you can't say that out loud because I'm not like endorsing that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't a know. poor man, yeah. Calvin Harris get, is fit, come on. I, I often get mistaken for Calvin Harris, but no, I, um, in I your pants. On, yeah, yeah. A very a very poor man's Calvin Harris on a good day, is what I think the line is.
0: And you're you're a dad of three as well, so thanks for
2: keeping me you on your toes. Not only a dad of what? three, twins. Yeah, I got twin girls, my little world's with Charlie. Charlie's three, he's a boy, twins are Holly and Rachel, but this is and I'm not even kidding, the the last month I've been doing the pickup, and I've found that the pickup from school is an absolute screaming nightmare Tell me to about the it. drop-off. Oh, like, they're high as kites, they're bouncing about, you've got the parents that want to talk, you've got the kids handing you a bit of paper asking for some sheep's wool cloth <laughs> that you yep. need for, for a show the next day that they've only told you <laughs> is happening the next day. And so, yeah, I can't wait to be on TfM on Monday. I'm going to be sat back, playing the hits, and just having if a we wee laugh. laugh. (laughs)
1: have your twin girls ever caught you out
2: right this is a taboo in my house because I still cannot tell the difference and I'm not... I, <laughs> I swear to you, I swear that I'm not making this up because I, before they were born, my mates are like, oh, do you think you'll know? And I'm like, of course I'll know. They're my babies. <laughs> and uh, Rachel's got a wee sort of freckle thing on her face. That's how I tell. I think it's a man thing and a woman thing. I've always believed this. Like, if we're in the living room and one of them was crying in bed, Ruth can tell just by their cry, which I think is a beautiful oh, thing. Amazing. Wow. And, I'm and you know, Yeah, because it, it really is Webster because, you know, that, that baby was physically them at one point part of them so yeah they, they're they on to me <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it
0: right one of these days guys don't worry about it right Gary Spence new TFM
2: geezer Um, that's I don't like geezer dude pal uh, mate what, what would buddy. you say buddy um, that's you as well fat Calvin Harris look alike I thought we'd established <laughs> fat that. Calvin Harris on air Monday <laughs> TFM from 4pm thank you and please wherever you are in Tayside and Fife drop us a text one day I'd, even if I'm not asking for There's no competition running. I cannot wait to get stuck in. Just going to play some songs, have a wee laugh, and I would love it, love it, if you would listen. Cheers.
1: Wake Up With Webster Podcast. Love Island.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Why do you say it like that? Well,
0: I suppose there's there's two shows, uh, TV shows that you watch so I don't have to at the moment and that is Love Island. Because you're not cool. And The Masked Singer.
1: Everybody's talking about Love Island and wow, everybody's talking about The Masked Singer. I'm sticking Most with... Most popular show on a Saturday night. The
0: Mandalorian and The Witcher, the two biggest TV shows in the world so far in 2020. I'm all about them. Claire's all about the reality shows. And that means when you were watching Love Island and the new Wallace guy, the new Scottish guy called Wallace. He's
1: also from Inverness. He's
0: Inverness as well. Oh, man. a theme. (laughs) Uh, He entered the villa and then during a conversation, he caused uh, outrage on Twitter.
1: Yeah, he was on a date with Sophie. And Sophie is Rochelle Hume's sister. And she's from down south. So he's like talking about having a hangover, and the best way to get rid of it, apparently, in his eyes, is to have some diluting juice, except Sophie Or that the he way he said it, diluting juice. Yeah, I mean, he said it quite fast, but she was like, dilutant? dilutant. What
0: is that? You're on about Wallace? Dilutantantant? She couldn't get it right. He had to explain, like, many times, no, it's diluting juice.
1: Yeah, but here's the actual argument, was that she didn't know what diluting juice was, because in England, apparently it's squash.
0: Nah, it's American, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, on Twitter, Scottish people and the Irish, we got together and we ganged up (laughs) and went, Come on, it's diluting (laughs) juice. No one calls it squash in this country. So I got us chatting about words that you use that might confuse people.
1: Now, Rachel called us. uh, She's from Norfolk originally. And you can imagine that there's going to be quite a lot of local lingo that we're probably not going to know anyway.
0: Rachel... Go on.
1: So I've got quite a large Norfolk
3: dialect, but the main one is bolt.
0: Bold. As an in, as in hey, uh, you, jog on, bolt.
3: Well, that's what it means up here, which confused a lot of uh, relatives up here, because down south it means to eat food too quickly.
0: <laughs> so put it into context, and you put it in a sentence in your lovely Norfolk accent, please, Rachel. <laughs>
1: so I bolted that Yorkshire pudding too much.
0: <laughs> I bolted it.
1: And I'm trying to think, it. up here, that would be like, oh, I, I ran against the Yorkshire pudding too much or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> yeah, it caused
0: a
3: lot of confusion when I first said it.
0: When it came to your wedding, there was a mixed uh, of translations between Norfolk and Scottish. What
3: happened there? I got married to my ex-husband down south in Norfolk and when all the family came down from Scotland, they didn't understand a word that we we're saying <laughs> because my family is born and brought up in Norfolk and Suffolk
1: Norfolkians no that not <laughs> yeah, yeah no
3: that's what they used to call us, it. really <laughs> yeah What I yeah. guess we, uh, we had to produce translation cards because there are a lot of Dundodian words that his family used as well
0: Oh, what, what, what? I'm just trying to think. You, yeah. There's no need to mention pairs or circles or anything. Oh, yeah, no,
3: all, all that. And um, baffies and beddies. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Beddies? Bettys. Betty's It's
1: um like a, a knitted throw. Oh, I would have guessed at pyjamas. Same. No, no.
3: I thought it was a Dundonian thing, but I think it might have just been a his family thing. So
2: you're
0: telling me they actually had cards that they would hold up and say like, baffy's equals slippers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did everyone have the same translation card or was it like individual ones
3: it was individual translation cards but um they had the same thing they, they had scottish to norfolk on one side and norfolk to suffolk on the other side so if they got confused they could just quickly pick up one of these cards and say what on earth were they on about
0: and then rachel um found out she fished out the actual translation cards that she had at her wedding and after the show the other day she sent them to us these are
1: absolutely class <laughs>
0: Right, so she's got the Scottish words translated
1: uh-huh. for the
0: people from Norfolk and Suffolk to understand, and she's done the opposite translation as well from Suffolk to Scottish. Well,
1: we play a game just now. Right, I want
0: to go through the. Um, let's see if you can guess what the Scottish words are. You should get these clear.
1: Well, I am Scottish. Lobby. Uh, hallway. Uh, will nay. Won't. Can Can't. Denny. Don't. Awa. Away. Nay bother. No bother.
0: Yeah, just means easy greeting. Crying. I mean, now the fact that they've got all these words on a translation card at a wedding makes you think: Are they using all of these <laughs> words in the speeches? Greeting. Baffies is there. Slippers. And then she's even got phrases like "Denny, fash yourself." Oh.
1: Don't worry yourself. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. Away and bow your Away and
1: cry somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Basically, go away and leave me alone. Uh, had you wished.
1: Be quiet. Uh, <laughs>
0: You'll get your jotters.
1: Your jotters?
0: Yeah, it's another phrase meaning you're... you're you'll get your books. Yeah, you'll be... you sacked. S- you'll be sacked. Me doon peas away, doon the candy.
1: Why do you try and put on a Scottish accent when you're reading out Scottish words, even though you are Scottish?
0: Well, you want me to read it out the way it's it's written? It's really difficult. Me doon peas away, doon the candy. Are
1: we down the park? I'm trying to do the it drain. Like, yeah, The drain. The drain, yeah.
0: the candy's a drain. It's, no, but it's my fag has fallen down the drain. I mean, uh. again, why does that come up in a wedding <laughs> speech? Uh, and then here's some of the Suffolk ones. Suffolk words for Dundonians is how this is headed.
1: I'm intrigued by this one.
0: Right, what's uh, muster bin? Master Ma- bin?
1: Wheelie
0: M- bin? Muster bin. No, it means must have been. Uh, okay. must have been. This is Suffolk talk. Uh, he, need a good he needs a good...
1: He needs a good... toshin. Toshin.
0: He needs sorted out.
1: Oh, brutal <laughs> don't want to know we know about fights at weddings and stuff Hent never been out of uh, low stuff he's never been out of low stuff
0: I'm not very well travelled is what it means
1: what <laughs> <laughs> wake up with Webster podcast the best bits of the week wait are you still going on about this
0: It's not like I planned this deliberately To go Uh, on about it Claire Of course
1: you did I cut my hand You've not had enough sympathy So I've got to find something else To talk about it for
0: I uh, I smashed my hand And and cut it and gashed it With a pint glass when it smashed in my hand the other day And this resulted in a a gash Right, you know that Uh You've seen it
1: It's a a, a paper cup
0: It's been reopened Reopened by an attack From the new coffee machine That I got from the in-laws at Christmas They got a new one uh, I, they gave us the old one, and I reckon they booby-trapped it because the father-in-law <laughs> he's still not, doesn't trust me. Uh, I can tell. And it, and it reopened the gash. There was a mechanism that was loose, and I'm suspicious about that happening. So we wondered, when have you ever been attacked by a household
1: appliance? And and Georgia got in touch. Yeah, it was my mum's washing
4: machine. It must have been the school holidays because I don't remember my mum being in the house. I think I was only about 13 or 14. And I remember being woken up by this really loud banging and I came through to the kitchen and the washing machine in its little cubby under the unit was bouncing about all over the place and it bounced out of the cubby towards oh. me across the what? kitchen floor. Chasing you? <laughs> Chasing me across the <laughs> kitchen floor while flooding the kitchen.
0: No. As it went. Oh, man, that'll be so, like a, a monster making a noise and spewing out water.
4: And eating yes. all the socks in
1: the process.
4: <laughs> yeah. Exactly, of course. <laughs> of course, we ended up with odd socks everywhere and a flooded kitchen. Oh. It was quite terrifying, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know which it's is worse. It's
0: stuck with you ever since. The odd socks or the flooding. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Oh, wow. So, in the end, you weren't injured, you were just chased.
4: I wasn't injured, we were just chased, but it was definitely a strange conversation to phone my mum about <laughs> at work, just um. so you know, the washing machine tried to kill me and flooded the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new washing machine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've tried mentally- Wolf <laughs> so many times before.
1: Scarred yeah. me for life as well. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up with Webster Podcast. You know the other thing about watching TV shows, like reality shows and that, where they have to do challenges and stuff? I get totally invested in it. Super competitive person. However, there was a challenge on Love Island this week that I just thought, Ugh, don't think I could do that.
0: I uh, know, you were telling me about this. They had to pass food so, couples playing uh, with each other to beat yeah. the other couples, to pass food from one mouth to the other, open mouthed. Now, with solid food, there was onions and apples and so on being used. But Jeez, then, yep. you told me yogurt. yogurt ah.
1: jam. I'm pretty sure there was milk in there as well. Ooh. I can
0: even do that with my wife, it's right? It's
1: basically just passing spit from your mouth into someone else's mouth.
0: And these people hardly know each other. Uh, I've been with my wife 15 years. I wouldn't say, <laughs> honey, can I pass some jam from my mouth to yours? Nah. Now, but uh, Claire and I are competitive on the show. We almost turn anything into a game. Like, guess what this is? Guess what happened here?
1: So, we wanted to know how competitive are you? And Lindsay, wow. Take it away, Lindsay.
4: Well, I'm only competitive when provoked. Four years ago, I was training to drive Class 2 and Class 1 HGVs. Now, I passed the Class 2, and I was telling my partner, and he's like, I've all made up. And he's like, Aye, boy, I've still got my motorbike license. You haven't? Okay then, okay. And then a few months later I passed my class one, the Arctic's Nice. And I I phoned him to tell him. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, nice one, nice one. He said, but I've still got my motorbike licence. You haven't. (laughs) Still rubbing it in your face? Yeah, yeah. So I said, Okay then. And then a few months after that, I went and and bought myself a motorbike and put myself... (laughs) Just just to be competitive. No other reason. Yeah, no, (laughs) no, just just to be competitive. Just to shut him up, really. And I went and done it, and I told him, and he turned around and he said to me, oh, I can't
1: have nothing, can I? I Should have kept your mouth shut. <laughs> Can what? he drive class one and class two? Oh no, no, he can't. Sorry. Oh, no. uh,
0: uh, well, there yes. you go. You were winning anyway.
4: <laughs> I know, but it, it was just—it was just the way he kept saying, "Well, I've got this, I've got this," and I thought, right, no more. I've got it now.
0: Quite expensive <laughs> revenge, really.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: And do you ever use the bike?
4: I was up until the end of last year. I was, yeah. Well, it's a bit—it's just been a bit too cold and wet for. Me yeah, using a bit a bike. slippy.
0: I get that. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like he's now going to have to do something extra special to equalise.
4: I uh, know. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't go in for driving trucks.
0: It's hot air balloon license or something.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I might, I might just get no. I might just get him to go up in one on his birthday. See how he likes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wake up with Webster podcast: the best bits of the week.
0: Now, we're quite lucky in Tayside and Fife to have some pretty big names coming up to perform in uh, our two major cities in Perth and Dundee in particular. We get uh, some good bookings, don't we?
1: Yeah, I would say that.
0: Big names. Uh, There's a a huge Scottish comedian coming to Perth on the 5th of March. Callan Dunbar is going to take on an iconic comedy role at Perth Theatre in The Importance of Being Earnest. You
1: may know her from such shows as Chewing the Fat or Almost Angelic.
0: Or maybe even The Callan Dunbar Show.
1: Well,
0: yeah, that, that kind of gives it away. <laughs> She'll be staying in the Perth area all throughout March until its final date on the 21st at Perth Theatre. We had to catch up with comedy legend Karen Dunbar. Hello and welcome to Wake Up With Webster and uh, we can't wait to welcome you to Perth and the, the the new theatre production of The Importance of Being Earnest.
5: And likewise, I
0: cannot wait to take Perth by Storm or a Gentle Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, Karen, is this a change of pace for you when it comes to playing Lady Bracknell?
5: Not particularly. Uh, in some ways, because I'm learning my words anew. Uh, I'm very studious. Uh, actually, it's because there's so many of them, and it's very crunchy so there's elements of it that I find quite in, mm. um and and the sort of rhythm of things um, there's also bits of it that I, I've, do, I've done my Shakespeare <laughs> so some of it it's a bit like some Shakespeare stuff as well and the kind of the tones of it and the, the depth not the depth the depth the deafness some d words but it's not <laughs> it's not a crazy. <laughs> no, Not really, but it's very different in some ways as well.
0: Are you re- um, required to put on a different accent then, Karen, or can you just uh, stick with your own?
5: Well, it's, it's set in Scotland, so Fine. no, we're not looking for different accents, but she will be a wee bit more hoity-toity than I am. The hmm. <laughs> society lady, whereas I'm, I'm no
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, summed up in that one word um, no. Uh, I'm no I'm no you said you're going to picture somewhere between Mary Betty, and Ina Sharples from Coronation Street <laughs> <laughs> aye but
5: then that, all my
1: characters are pictured somewhere in between that <laughs> I was just having um, a, a look at your uh, almost angelic sketches again just a reminder of those um, where do uh-huh. you get the inspiration for these
5: well not a lot of people know this but I i did cabaret for a very short while for about a year when i was 21 so i was kind of on the cabaret circuit in Ayrshire. i would love to tell you it's oh it's this woman i saw it's this you i saw no it's me <laughs> <laughs> it, it's part of it i mean i was much, very young in it but part of it was me and that kind of cabaret pattern but also it's based on a couple of you know cabaret singers that i've seen but also uh just like karaoke singers that you know, come up and have that, all that kind of thing in their
1: voice. Sometimes as well radio DJs just speak like that. that know How dare boy. you? What are you trying to... Are you casting aspersions <laughs> I, I, on I'm us? If the mic fits... <laughs> we are the absolute worst when it comes to accents. Uh, Webster will hate me saying that, but I don't care because it's no, true. We, we are, are. I mean, it can horrendous. maybe do
0: do a little top of the morning to you or...
1: He tried liver in this morning.
0: Oh, they do, 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 uh, do don't don't no. Don't they? <laughs> Oh, what, what, <laughs> yeah, who knows?
1: I even know if, was
0: that just a one word Yeah, that's, a, that's just the way they do it in Liverpool. Karen, can you give us a, a lesson in accents? Is there any that you you think you're pretty good at? Um, no, not no.
5: really. <laughs> My accents as well. They're all based on impersonations or something of somebody so if I'm doing a Manchester accent, all I do is try and speak like that from coronation street <laughs> and everything comes out. <laughs> everything <laughs> comes out very sharp. Um, so no. I'm not great at accents. I do enjoy myself with them though and I try not to take it too seriously. And there's times where I think, that's the best I've got. I've done my best. If you had something else, give me an accent coach. Pay for an accent coach <laughs> for me. But it's, I, I think it's a real skill doing accents. There's a couple of people I know that are phenomenal at them, and I think, wow, it's like watching somebody play in a virtuoso violin, you're like, that is fantastic. Yeah, is.
0: skills, skills there.
1: From comedy to something slightly more serious, but still with a little bit of comedic value, how did you enjoy Calendar Girls and getting naked? Mm-hmm. Wow, well, Calendar Girls was a
5: phenomenal thing to be involved in. It was, I mean, cause it, firstly, it was huge. Mm-hmm. i never something that had, it was so big, played to so many people all over the Britain, everywhere and Dublin as well were there. It was fantastic. It's such a beautiful piece of writing. There was great comedy of oh. it. There was huge emotional scenes. You could see people in the audience crying. see people like, with the hankies and everything. It was really moving. There's quite a few times, it didn't matter how long i have done it, that sometimes it just got me. I actually remember being in Dublin and, uh, the, you know, in the last scene, like, they can hold it together, hold it, and, and mm. secretly crying. It was so moving. They're getting naked, but... Uh, <coughs> it's funny. But because um, when we were doing the first run through of it, and the director, it was lovely Matt, just came was, and he said to us, oh, you know, it was me Greece, Welsh, standard, and Denise uh, Welsh standing, and Wilfred was the naked area, but me and Denise, we ended up great pals, and he was saying to us, oh, now we'll be very, it'll be a closed set, we'll only have the people there who so need to be there, and if we we're all like that, okay, quite intensive, and brought up dressing guns, and we went, and we sort of run the first, and that was all right. See, by the time it was week three, of, like, a six-month thing. (laughs) We're just running in for a quick change, saying, "Eh, did anybody see my Um, thong? doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Denise, is that your shoe? (laughs) You know, and, and... bits of flesh all over the place because you just you kind of get used to it You, you become like a
1: family I guess
5: Oh god aye you've got to I mean it was easy with that cast it was a fantastic cast but you've really got to In a job so big and so intense like that then everybody's got to pull together it really is like right we're rowing this boat from <laughs> this side of the channel to that side and you've got to pull that oar and I've got to do this one and if I don't do it the whole thing's going down and you've really got it is literally pulling together
0: I remember the headline last May which was Karen Dunn-Bear and it, it claimed <laughs> it, <laughs> it claimed that you were the only one that uh, performed fully nude in Calendar Girls is that right?
5: Oh, was I for about five seconds five seconds uh, for the, the click of the photo the up. but I had my back to the audience You see in some ways I was, I was the most covered although I was nude I was the most covered but it's strange because my back to the audience sitting at the piano, so everything was covered. And it was a uh, flash of me looking over my shoulder. So, I mean, I'll tell you what was naked. My back. <laughs> I mean, you could just see all of my back and my shoulders. She's um, got a
0: sexy back.
5: I, 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 was, <laughs> never really I sexy back.
0: <laughs> and did you get to meet Gary Barlow then? So he wrote all the songs. Did. To, yeah?
5: It's an awfully nice man. Um, Gary was there when I had my initial meeting So and it was lovely because I was quite nervous but at the same time, do you know, I, I ken my boss so I, I was there and uh, and at the end he says, well, and it says, this is me doing Bet Lynch again, I trying to do Gary Barlow, but he says, hmm. right, see so you in Leeds. <laughs> right, right,
2: Gather. Okay, pal. Um was so lovely and, uh, and was in at a few rehearsals as well. Yep. Brilliant. Met uh, him. Did he get his kit off? I got him was naked. <laughs>